Hey beautiful, you are listening to the Girl I Needed podcast and here we bring you the raw truth about what it's like to be a single Christian girl trying to do life God's way. My name is Dejanelle and here we get real, we get vulnerable, we speak and seek truth with the word of God as our source. I am so glad you are here. Let's get into this. Hello, 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 my sweet friends. It's been a minute. Every time I come on here, I say it's been a minute. I'm sure y'all are tired of me being like, do you know, you need some consistency. And honestly, I agree with y'all. That's the thing about me. I'm very self-aware. Um, so I know what's going on. I know what's running through your mind. Like, dang, do you know, get it together, get it together. But honestly, I think a lot of y'all kind of listen to this at different points. So I think it's fine. But at the same time, I need to be um, better about posting consistency. But um, like I said, no excuses. I think it's just I've come to terms with. I've sat down and I've decided that I'm going to make this a priority again in my life. I think it's just simple as that. It You you realize like as you go through life, I'm sure y'all are aware of this, but as you go through life, there's just different things and not become a priority, but you either begin to coast or be on cruise control and you're just enjoying life. Like nothing really changed, but you're just like, man, um, you know, I picked up reading, which I'll get into later, but it's like, I picked up reading. So it's like, that might be a distraction or simply, you know, you just want to rest more than normal or it's just your brain is just braining and you're like, oh yeah, you know, but you have, I realized I have to make this a priority. So welcome to the Girl I Need a Podcast. I never said that. I just started talking, but here we just chat. We just converse about things in life, what God is walking us through as young ladies of the word who want to be in his word, who want to be, have a closer relationship with him. I might just talk for a good like 10 minutes. Sometimes it can run on depending on, you know, what happens. But that's where I am. My name is Deshanel and I am your host. And I'm so happy that you are here. So let's get into this. So basically, before we jump into this, actually, I just want to catch all up on what I've been doing, which honestly is nothing. So today I'm recording this is actually the Bahamas 50th Independence. So happy independence, Bahamas. 1973 we were free you know happy and happy birthday bahamas love my country even though i don't i don't live there currently um love it 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 is what morphed me into the person i am that's why i spent the first 18 years of my life wouldn't want to do it anywhere else wouldn't want to have it any other way i am proud to be bahamian so i just want to wish my country a happy 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 independence and a happy 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 50th birthday and we're free um and i think that is so beautiful and it's so something so special to be a part of or so something so special to witness. Um, but with that being said, I also have been reading a lot. My close friends know that. I don't know if anyone who's listening to this is like, you know, don't really know me personally. I'm not sure because I don't know. Um, we can't see like who's listening or not. But um, I've been reading a lot. And I think y'all know this about me. Like when I first first started reading, it was like a lot of rom-coms. And I think because I'm getting older and no one's interested in me um I'm, i kind of just don't want to read about love anymore it's not becoming bitter i promise you i'm not becoming bitter but at the same time i'm like you know what i just get i need a break i need to break from this so then i got into um like really sad books which honestly was kind of the vibe it was like historical fiction and i don't know why but people only write historical fiction i guess about sad things so those are sad but those were a bop i was like man i'm loving this so i read those like for like a month that was just historical fiction historical fiction and i got my second thriller ever um la- on friday i meant guys that book was so good it was so juicy i was like 
I was finished it. It took me two days, not even two days, because honestly, like, you know, you don't read the whole day. But I started late Friday afternoon and I was finished Sunday morning at like six something, like 630 ish around there. So I'm like, literally, it probably took me like I, I read that book in, let's say, less than 24 hours, basically. But I was like, man, that was a banger. So I have the second novel to it. And I got it yesterday. Yeah, I got it Sunday. So yesterday, right? Right? That sounds right. Yeah, I think I got it yesterday. Yeah, because I finished the book yesterday. So I had to get this yesterday. And I'm on page 104. So like I said, these are page turners. And they're going to... The second one in the series is the Housemaid series. Um, This one is called The Housemaid Secret. I can't remember what the first one was called. I think it was just called The Housemaid. But long story short, that was four minutes of just me ranting about catching y'all up in life. Because I know it's been a hot minute and y'all have missed it. But the, that being said, let's get into this topic, which is basically people will inevitably hurt you. I heard this in my small group. We're doing a book right now. And this was literally just a simple line in the book. And when I saw it, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Because I am very sensitive as a person. But also, I feel like I t- like when people hurt me, I'm always caught off guard. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow. But it's like, when that when I read that sentence, I was like, you're right. It's going to happen. And it's not because they're terrible people or they don't love me. Because I feel like most of the time I'm hurt when I'm really hurt. It's by someone who I know loves me and someone who I know I love. But I don't think it's necessarily the fact that they intentionally want to do it. Like Most of the time, the people who hurt you don't intentionally want to do it. It's like, they hurt you because we put, um, because they're human beings, you know? So we have to remember, and I wrote down um, reasons why I think people hurt us. So number one, I want to start with, I think people hurt us because the world is broken. Okay, nobody on this earth is perfect. So any interaction you have with someone, you know there's a possibility that they can hurt you. And I don't think we should fault them for that or be scared to jump into that relationship for that. Or when they, if they do hurt us, be mad at them for that. I mean, I know it's, you know, we'll get into the anger part of it later, but it's like, when it happens, it's okay. Like, keep it going because you're not the only person in the world that someone has hurt before. Like, we are human beings. You are going to hurt somebody. I am going to hurt somebody. The person who hurt you, they're going to hurt somebody. And that one of the people they hurt just happens to be you. But that's just how it is because the world is broken, okay? Like, we're all sinful creatures and we need to start, I think, showing people grace and mercy just a little bit more, especially as Christians. Um, the next thing is, people can't read our minds, Okay. And I'm going to give a story on this, but a lot, a lot, most people you meet don't know your childhood traumas. You, for the most part, don't even know your childhood traumas. But even like one of the, um, one of my friends, he was just simply like talking and he said something and I was offended and I was like, oh, yikes. And I didn't address it right away. I took some time, but at the same time, I'm like, things like this happened and sometimes people hurt you and you don't even know why you hurt. You're like, ah, because like I said, you don't even sometimes know your childhood wounds or your childhood traumas. You don't even identify them. And as you sit down and, and wild and think about it, I'm like, dang, that really hurt me. And I think it hurt me because of this. And that's why it's so important to like seek out therapy or don't react in a way unless you really like sit down and really understand yourself, or really sit down and think about why did this actually hurt me? Because I don't want to go there prematurely and be like, this hurt me because of this. And then actually that wasn't a reason. And you, you know what I mean? And then like later on something actually happened and you're like, dang, this happened again. Why am I still hurt? Because that was because you didn't address it from the jump. And also you need to work at it like inwardly within yourself. But with that being said, people can't read our minds. Like they don't know your childhood wounds, so something that may hit you in your core will not hit the other hundred people you meet. 
And you know what I mean? So we have to be sensitive or cognizant, cognizant, I think that's the word, of that, okay? The next thing, the third thing is their backgrounds are different. And I think this goes into point two, but it's like we are all coming from different walks of life. So me as a black woman in Arkansas, people will say things to me. And I I think I touched on this, like what but I told y'all about the hair thing. Like people hurt me in that aspect, but that's because they couldn't relate to me. But if I like when I brought it to their attention, then they probably was like, ah, let's not do that. But it's like as a black woman. People of a different race may say something to me and they might be like, oh my gosh, ah, and broken. Whereas I may say the same thing to them or or they may say the same thing to each other and it might be no big deal. So it's like, we have to remember like looking in this world or living in this world that we just shouldn't get hurt right away if someone says something to us or, I mean, you could, sorry, not don't get hurt right away, but it's like, it doesn't have anything to do with that person or you at that time. Well, sometimes, you know, some people are intentionally malicious or spiteful, you know, but sometimes it's like they don't mean any um, ill intent by it. They just don't know or they're unaware because of their different backgrounds. And I think this is why it's our job to really inform one another and talk these things out when they do become uncomfortable. Because, for instance, if I had just let my friends keep going and ranting on, they would have offended probably five, six other black people in their lifetime. But now, hopefully, they're aware of like um, aware of it and they don't do it again. So they'll be like, okay, so Deshna should be the last black person we heard in this area. You know what I mean? So when we become, like when we diversify our friend groups, diversify our churches, diversify our workplaces, these topics can be had in hopefully a safe, comfortable environment with people who love one another or people who at least like one another. Um, so we can like stop hurting one another because simply we are unaware. Um, number four, we put unrealistic expectations into this. I think all of us do this. We just believe, oh my gosh, this person is so nice. I love this person as a friend. Oh my gosh, they're the best, they're the best, they're the best. And when they hurt us, we're like, oh my goodness. I would never expect Sally to do that. Like I said earlier, it goes back into the world is broken. Sally is a human being just like you and I. And there's going to fall um, come times in our lives where we fall short. Now, honestly, I don't think every friend in the world is going to hurt you. I don't think that's true. But I do think if your best friend or someone really close to you hurts you, I don't necessarily think that means you throw the friendship away. I think we, we need to come to an understanding or a place to know that man, that person made a mistake. That person may have been caught up in the moment. That person, like the world is just a broken place and we need to sometimes tell people like what bothers us and then hopefully give them, maybe give them, you know, one or two, you know, another chance. Like I said, there's all levels to this. So use your discretion, of course, use your discernment. But it's like, if something like is very, very, I don't know, like it's something that it's possibility they wouldn't have known it would have bothered you this much. I would say, man, go to your brother. I mean, the Bible even instructs us. So not even listen to me, like go to the word of God where it instructs us to go to that person. The Bible instructs us to forgive all these like different times, 70 times 10. So it's like, you need to be in that place as a Christian to be readily available. And the, and the book I read and he said, we're ministers of reconciliation. Be readily available to forgive, readily available to reconcile, readily available to jump in and show love to one another, readily available to show grace. I know this is hard and I know y'all feel like Deshanel always like 
uh seems to know what's up but no i this is something i ha- i work i'm working through currently and i had to work through before because it was hard for me to forgive people i remember my best friend especially as a kid which is crazy to me like why was i so angry as a child but one of my best friends she heard me i think i was like in the eighth grade and there was a song i want a heart that forgives a heart full of love i'm sorry i'm so, so bad mm, need some water love and compassion just like yours above one that overcomes evil with goodness and love. That song, I had that on repeat because I was like, man, I gotta forgive her. I gotta forgive her. And we never got our friendship back to the point that it was before that. But I know, like, with my heart of hearts, I was able to forgive her. And even, like, when I think about it now, we chat, we chat. But I know we never got back to where we were. So forgiveness doesn't mean, like, you wipe the slate clean and you jump back in like an idiot. No. I think forgiveness is you wipe the slate, um clean you forgive that person but you're like you're also um in a place now of more wisdom you know so i'm not saying if someone like really really deeply wounds you go and be that best friend again or doing the, you know what i mean like you know sometimes you have to be the bible tells us to guard our heart and you know use why so i think between the the power of the holy spirit the word of god using um the wisdom that he grants to you you will know how to set those boundaries and limited limitations that you need because whereas a lot of people can go out there and be best friends with the person who like really really hurt them you may not be that type you know what i mean so use your discernment but at the same time be in a posture to reconcile to get that off your chest to say that when you think of that person there's no type of malice there's no type of like you're just um, um saying blessings upon blessing good things about good things and there's no type of like thing holding you down when you think about that person when you interact with that person you know what i mean does that make sense hopefully that does but those are the reasons i wrote down and there's many other reasons um that people hurt us but what i'm saying is these are the reasons people hurt us when they don't intend to. Let's say that like that. Does that make sense? Because I think that, like I said, there are people who are malicious and spiteful and just bad people, which they really want to hurt people's feelings and people's um, hearts and really ruin them. But I think there are many other reasons too why people hurt us without intending to. But these are just the few that came to my mind. So with that being said, now I want to go into the dive deep into the work of God and word of God and just talk about how we can handle this pain that comes when people don't really intend to hurt us. So I'm not go- and I'm not going to get into the part of how to reconcile with friends and all of that jazz. I'm talking more of the standpoint of our hearts and what we can do in like our privateness. Pri- privacy. Whoa, making up words. Okay. So first of all, we need to surrender our anger to the Lord. Romans 12 verse 19 tells us, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to, but leave it to the wrath of God for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. The Lord himself told us that vengeance is his to repay. So your job, I cannot stress this enough. Your job is so simple. Someone has offended you. You say, beep, beep, boop. Wow. I'm hurt. But you have a heavenly father who saw, he saw that immediately happen. He saw it. He said, whoa, my daughter is hurt. You don't need to react. You don't need to be malicious or spiteful or go after them or vengeful. You don't need to do any of that. You don't need to raise a hand. You don't need to worry a little. You don't need to sweat, worry anything. Not a hair of your hair, a hair on your head needs to be out of place. There's no stress. No worry, no fretting, no anxiety on how to deal with this situation other than surrendering it to your father. And I think there's so much blessing in that. 
vengeance is such a thing that has so many people in a chokehold that i mean sometimes the bitterness makes people ill and stuff like that but as a daughter of the most high king as a christian i gotta worry about that somebody hurt me my only thing is now i just gotta work with the holy spirit and work with the lord and say okay i need to forgive this person but other than that I don't have to I don't have to go and act and do this extreme dream setup to try to take them down. That is not my responsibility. My father is going to take care of it, okay? Point number 2, love your enemies. Love them. I know it's hard, but love them. We were instructed in Luke 6 verse 27 through 28. But to you who are listening, I say love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. And like I said, this goes into back to like remembering that people are just broken and also know that it's in your father's hands. And when you forgive people, there's this sense that like they may be an enemy, quote unquote, or someone like you're not like close to or anymore. But when you think about them, like you're not the best of buddies, but there's you're not wishing them bad things. You're like thinking good thoughts of them. You can bless them um, in your free time. You can, if they were to come to you and say, man, I, I have this little thing, this little sponsor sheet or whatever, cookout, whatever people is having, I need a ticket, you'll be able to buy it. Like you don't gossip about them. You don't wish any harm about them. When people talk to like they wouldn't even know. Like They're like, man, I had no idea that they ever had a falling out or anything like that. That is how we're supposed to be. We are to love on them as if they were just a friend. Love them, pray for them, and lift them up and say good things to them. You know, do good to them. Number three, remember God is close to you. So Psalms 34 verse 18 tells us, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So if someone hurts you, always remember that God is there with you work, and he is working with you if you would just let him. So I think when we are hurt, instead of focusing our anger on the pain or focusing our anger on the vengeance, we can just focus our anger on the love of God and say, God, I want you to fill me with your love so that I may love these people with I know from the love that only can come from you because I can't do this on my own and transform my heart, transform my mind to focus on you and work through this with me, okay? I know you're here. I know you're close to me because I am broken, but you're going to fill me all those cracks and crevices that are broken. Fill them with you and your spirit alone. Fill them with your love. Fill them with your compassion. Fill them with your gentleness so that when I am done working through this with you, I am better than before, more loving than before, more joyful than before, more more um, on the pursuit of holiness and sanctification than before make this something that we can so that me and you god when we're done with this like not done because you're never really like done until you're not done but it's like at the end of this particular thing when we're done working through it that i can look back and say i'm so grateful that it happened because i saw how god was close to me in that brokenness i saw how he mended me made me whole and made me better than before but the thing is you have to let him in and the thing is if you're focused on your rage you're focused on your anger you're focused on your vengeance he's standing he's he's near to you you just can't feel him because you're so caught up in the rage you're not focusing on it you know does, does that make sense so what i'm trying to say is take your eyes off the vengeance take your eyes off the problem and fix your eyes on jesus which goes to my next point which is to fix your eyes on jesus and hebrews 12 verse 1 through 11 says therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with preservation preserve 
perseverance. Oh my gosh, I can't pronounce this word. I know this is what happened to me one day. Um, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So what I wanted to tell you is fix. Oh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to stop right there. But fix your eyes on Jesus in every aspect of your life. But I just, since we're talking about um, when we're in pain, so when you're in pain, fix your eyes on Jesus. I know that's hard, but he's our comforter, protector, our friend. He was on this earth. He was betrayed. He knew, like, these emotions he felt, you feel, he felt them too. Like, we saw him get angry when the um, temple was, like, um, some type of market. Like, we saw him get angry in that. We know he experienced pain. We know he loved his disciples. He experienced friendship. We know he wept when Lazarus died. Like these emotions, we have to remember that if we look at our example, he's literally the author and finisher of our faith. If we fix our eyes on him, we would realize that we're not alone. We were never alone, that he came down to this earth to experience these things for us. So when we do go through them, we can look to him. And he can be there with us. And he can be like, man, let's walk through this together. Let me take some of this burden off of you. So I want to encourage you today. Like I know all of us have been hurt before. All of us are probably going to be hurt again before we um, um, leave this earth. But just know that we are living for eternity. And walking this here life with Jesus is something so great. But in eternity, there's no pain. There's no malicious. There's no vent. There's none of all this, all this hard work and pain and strife and bitterness in the heart. There's none of that. But at the same time, don't don't just think about that. Like when I get there, there will, when I get there, I'll let these burdens go because Jesus has came down to this earth for us to let him go now. So work on your heart so you can experience that peace as you walk through this here life. You know, the promises, I mean, like when you get there, you, like I said, it will be peace and you'll be happy and joyful, but you can experience that now. So don't go through your life, especially now, because if you're listening to this, you're probably in your twenties, but don't go through life, um, carrying those pains and burdens, just thinking like, oh my gosh, I have to carry this for the rest of my life. And only when I get to heaven, like I'll be free. Jesus came so we can be free now, that we can live live in liberty, live in the light. So I encourage you, my sister, my friend, my brother, whoever is listening, to know that people will inevitably hurt you, but Jesus will restore you. The Holy Spirit will comfort you. God will take vengeance for you. Our Father will be um take the vengeance for you. So just know that it's taken care of. And all of this is to make you better for your expected end. Have the best week. See you next week. Love you so much. Bye.